for the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to episode. Oh, sorry. Hello. I was hoping you'd keep going over. No, the top. I'm not singing over or talking over your song. Uh-huh. Here I go. Hello and welcome to episode 94 of that. A shame. I'm Isaac. Joining me in person, in the mix, in the spirit of things, it's <gasps> Declan Delane. It is. It's me. What's it like being you? Uh, it's very much. Oh, no, I've got like... a little look at that little rub in my jeans. Well, well, now Fuck. now it feels like being me takes you know second place to your jeans. Well, of course, I'm wearing them. I very rarely wear the skin <laughs> of another person. <laughs> Not unless you've got an event or a party (laughs) to go to and you have to slip into a different skin for it. one hell of a segue because, of course, the much-anticipated Reddit boat story. And you've got a lot. You remembered a lot from that. Oh, God. Yeah. Temporarily relevant for you. There's almost too much going on. Mm. And the good part as well is that I wasn't so drunk that I, you know, threw up, forgot all of it, all of that stuff. It's weird, isn't it? Because this is now the first... Really, it's the first mm. casual episode that we've Ever. had. Uh, no, Should we be really revisionist about it and pretend this is like, <laughs> wow, this is a new format. It's, yeah, it's God, just it's great just, to kind of loosen up. Yeah, and, you know, it's nice to hear them just chatting about themselves yeah, rather than all that oh, highbrow sort of uh, intellectual. And what about like not having to do all the research for the show? Oh, well, yeah, well, I mean, I've had so much spare time. It's been really weird. It's like, been, I, have you had, you might have had this as well, where you're like, oh, I just don't know what to do I've with had, like, myself. A book withdrawal. Like, thumbs wrangling I started away. like thumbing just like oh. chewing gub wrappers okay because pages why why bother because yeah, I wasn't doing any of the reading exactly um no it's I don't think we can get away with it really. fuck um, what if I delete all the other episodes replace them with like BBC what's that <laughs> with uh what's his name that clever man who tells you all the stuff you know the clever right? man who tells you all the it radio comes into your head all the knowledge to tell on, you on the on the radio you know the one? He's no. old. He, Professor... You better not be talking about John Humphreys. Oh, no. Okay, thank goodness. No, no, no. <laughs> not even a bit. Anyway, what are you saying? Well, I was going to say that it's it's weird and slightly annoying that this is the first of our newly branded uh-huh. relaxed episodes where we just talk about us. Yeah. And soddles happened to Should us, we call really? it That's a Shame Back to Basics? And the, guess what? The two... Now it's not. It's not the oh, word. Two. Hold up there. Now you know what it's going to be instead. It's going to be. It's going to be T double O. Back oh, as in we're, okay. it's like two basics. It's two basics for for that's a shame to yeah. be on. No, no, it's the numeral two. As in two eyes, like Roman numeral. Yes, actually, yeah. Because I like it's kind of academic, but also fun. It's, it's lowercase. There's there's a gay bar near um, Charing Cross. Oh, yeah. Um, Just the one, is there? Yeah. <laughs> um, called Halfway to Heaven. Mm-hmm. Or Halfway Heaven. Oh, okay. The, the two is in Roman numerals, but it just looks like a sort of like piece of punctuation. Oh, just like, like a double pipe. Yeah, exactly. What about the fact that there's a, a gay nightclub called Heaven nearby? And is it? Referencing the fact that it's nearly Maybe, there. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> like, you go there to pre-drink for Yeah. Because if it is, that's yeah. a very clever idea. Yeah, that's, it's I good marketing. Them. Yeah. But, yeah, like, not an awful lot's happened. To you, you mean? Well, yeah. I, my life's been off uh, you, the chain. It's mad. Like, I even... I had to do a, a long drive in the car that I thought was and fucked. It and it was fine. Oh, 
That's not fair, is it? Couldn't even do us a favour. To go and like just kick it a bit. Yeah, yeah, next time you've got all kinds of wheel (laughs) stories. Yeah. And then it crashed. God. Yeah, okay. So we're going to kick off and we'll tell you. I didn't tell you very much about the. I have to interrupt again. Why? I've been given a show note. Oh, okay. By my mother. Yeah. Too much sniffing. Oh, certainly there is. (laughs) Yeah. Too much sniffing and throat clearing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what can you do? I don't feel very hay fever today, so it's all it's Declan. It's just me. It's all it. down to and me. And the throat clearing is always Declan. Uh, absolutely, it's I, not. It, I edit them. It's it 100% not you. a chance. <laughs> it's hilarious that it's, you think It's that. your favourite thing to do. It's not. It I have a, if it is, I have a very quiet throat clear. Like, <clears throat> whereas yeah. yours is... Like that, I literally edit out. I mean, I do. I know. I know that I do do that. But you love to punctuate a point with a throat clear. Do I go on? Give yeah. me an example of that. You go, but I don't. <clears throat> I don't think that it's actually that's it's academic though. That's oh, I see. So you don't <clears throat> gravitate intellect to it. Yeah, yeah. that's really yeah, nice that you've noticed no, well because done. I. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. No, well, I was just saying thanks on behalf of the no worries, you. guys. No need to thank yeah. us, but tacitshen.city if you'd like to. Um. I'll tell you now about the Reddit boat. I didn't tell you very much, actually, after it happened, I don't think. Cause I, Not at all. I don't remember why. I think I was away the next day or something. I was, like, working all day. But it was... I had made a prediction in advance that it was going to be a very polarised kind of affair. Either it would be so poor and hilariously so that it would become its own kind of Dashcon-esque ball pool of, of fright i'm sure you're familiar oh, with no. with what went down at that particular yeah that is a shame or alternatively it would just be good and it was good fun it turned out it gravitated towards the latter and it was i think the key to it um if any of our listeners are in event planning or if you're not in it but you have to at some point plan an event i'm going to give you two words that really cement for me the lifeblood of a party. I think I know what they're going to be. Go on, what's it rhyme with? Is it, does it rhyme with, uh... Oh, be careful, you don't want to get this wrong. Glee car. Ah, yes, well, yes, I suppose so, but I was going with open bar, so I was quite confused. Oh, I see. I was like, a glee car? I mean, it'd be fun and musical, (laughs) sure, but we're on the river. Really no need. So yeah, open bar, of course, because within seconds of arriving, I had three different drinks thrust at me. There was someone like, Doing that amazing thing where your wrist is so far backwards with 50 different glasses mm. of champagne there. It looks like if you just tapped your elbow, you'd be keeling over into the <laughs> sea. You know, the river Tennessee. So that was good. They Then someone else had pims, and I, I don't like pims, it's but bullshit. I did have it because I just, it was it's one of your five a day yeah. as well, isn't yeah. it? As far as I know, and I'm not going to look into that ever. And then I ordered a GMT as well, just because why not? You're there for. Only a couple of hours, well, three, which is a couple and a half is what I think yeah. of three hours. And I was going to make the most of it. Interestingly, though, I did note that a lot of people, I don't know if they didn't get the memo about the open bar, but there was, they would just have the one drink at a time. And I thought, you poor, that poor is fools. very foolish, isn't because it? Because you've, God gave us two of these big flesh claws and for a reason. Yeah. And you know, you can, like, if you are, yeah, you know, correctly attired. You could have a, a little one maybe in the jacket oh, pocket. Oh, pocket cap. Yeah, or um, or like just tucked inside the trousers. One of those baseball a... caps that you can fill up with juice. Yeah, exactly. Just and go drink for it. And drink with a big, big curly, swirly straw. 
Yeah, while people are talking to you. That's a really good look, actually. It shows you're listening as well. Yeah, it shows respect, I think. Yeah, definitely. And also practicality and forward planning. And those are all things that people look for in a human interaction. I, I would say so, yeah. You'd asked me to send you uh, which personality I was going to choose because we talked an episode, yes. whatever that was, about how you have a coat hanger of different personality skins and then you slip one on you have to just just grease up yeah with a towel kind of, cup a little bit and then just put it on mm. and it fits perfectly but only after a while yeah and uh I can't, you chose disgust from from inside, inside out. out yeah i thought at first i was going to go in with an air of superiority but i decided against that because what this boat taught me was that there are a lot of crazy freaks out there in the world yeah, and you've got. And you're to, one of them. No, oh no, you felt at oh, home. None of them. No, you've got to respect them, and you've got to take the time out of your day to listen to their stories, because like, you never like know where we are now. Lead. To you, like we are now, I suppose. In if you are listening to something else while I'm talking, which is quite rude, then then maybe you are. But mm. I'm obviously not doing anything of the sort at the moment. So I got to this boat. I did, and I didn't know where the fuck it was. I mean, I knew it was at the river. Oh yeah, probably. and I knew it was at a pier. But it was behind a building and it turned out to be right by the Tower of London, which I didn't, haven't been to for a very long time. Crows all over the gaff or Can't ravens or whatever the fuck yeah. they are. They love it over there. Now, I got there and I immediately knew I was in the right place because I could see a bunch of people who fit a stereotype, but not the stereotype of, of what internet people are like. Right. Like they weren't all, what would you say would be the, the kind of like degrading? Uh, white. Yeah. Um, overweight no few of those greasy hair also no um, spectacled yeah what well, I would say the theme nerds was not so much freaks that yeah exactly ghouls nail on the head no they looked like a bunch of people who are out at like an architecture convention oh right so they were kind of like office okay. casual you're thinking kind of more like coding internet people not but world coding, of warcraft coding at like cool places yeah not like, world of uh, warcraft internet people well if they were working for blizzard then like, they'd oh, probably yeah, look like so, this yeah yeah um so there was a big group of like well there were only about eight people kind of queuing and i was there early anyway so i went and sort of hung around but i'd been for whatever reason like having to be quite social that day and so I just couldn't generate the energy to kind of latch into that group at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I can't be fucked with this. So for a while, that's when I sent the disgust one to you, the disgust gift. Yeah. To indicate that, you know, I wasn't going to force anything. I was just going to see what the universe had to offer. Right. And what it had to offer was an American man called Greg carrying the most bags a human can carry at once. Right. He looked like uh he was cosplaying going for a, a pile record. of luggage. Oh right. <laughs> because you couldn't see him. It was literally like a float appearing. Why was he, was he carrying doing this? I think he's employed as by Reddit as the carrier because all he had was everything that you needed on the boat. He had like merch, he had like suitcases, clothes, just pillows, everything. And he was sort of like waddling around trying to get on a boat like some sort of Laurel and Hardy sketch trying to fit through. And I was like, you, you're right, Greg. I didn't know he was called Greg then, but I just guessed. Yeah. And, and he was too polite to... to Only a Greg would carry that many. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine, buddy. Um, 
do you mind helping me with something? I said, no, it's fine, absolutely not. So I helped him and he rewarded me with a beautiful You pin. carried Greg. I lifted him right on my shoulders. On, and him carrying the bags. Yeah, and it was really a lovely moment. We were like a, ba- a sort of totem pole of that friendship. It was a real power move as well. I suppose you got a it lot of was. respect for that. Yes. Especially from Greg. It's, oh, especially. Greg really mm. latched onto me for the entire night and I had to shoo him away at all. <laughs> no, he was lovely, actually. He's actually the person who organised the whole thing at Tableau. Right. Anyway, here are some highlights. Eventually, I sort of started talking to people a bit. Um, and then I quickly segued into talking to everyone a lot because I don't know if you have a similar thing. I don't feel like you do, but maybe you do and you don't share it very well. Okay. I, um, I don't like talking to people for the most part for very long. I like kind of brief interactions or like with strangers or long interactions with people that I know, but I don't really like that middle ground of like small talk right. and stuff like yeah. that. But I find that if I do it once, I can kind of wind up and I rem- there'll be a point where I'm talking and doing that, you know, the classic thing of just open your mouth and the brain yeah, shouts it, words. Yeah, it just goes for it. And I'll be uh, living, you know, you have that room in your brain. There's the first one where the eyes live, where, you, where yeah, the where activity they, where you is. you do the watching. And then you go kind of through that nice corridor and then there's the control room where I live and I'm watching my eyes looking around. You're watching, watching the, the teeth smile yeah. and the mouth chat. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I remember this. I'm so good at all of this bullshit talking to people. <laughs> so after that, I was very cocky and I was talking to everyone. Mm-hmm. I made lots of friends. And here's what I learned. There was, it was far more diverse than I was expecting, both in attendees and in the people who work for Reddit, who mm-hmm. were predominantly women, I think, mm-hmm. working there, all quite young, uh, like twenties ish. There was some, a girl who was from London who just moved to San Francisco to work there somehow. That was quite interesting. Um, I was chatting to this guy who was telling me emphatically about a very niche topic that I was at first pretending to be interested in, but then actually it sort of segued from being so dull. Like the fact that he put this much effort into it became what was fascinating about it. Right. And it was, uh, a subreddit that he moderates where they've taken every card in Magic the Gathering, of which I think there are like more than 15,000 or something. Yeah. It's been out. I think Christ invented it. As yeah, far he brought as I know. it. Well, he brought it into fashion. Okay. It existed so, before, oh, that's interesting. It wasn't then. his. No, no. It was, right. That's a, but, one of those common, like when people think he says, no, Luke, I am your father. That's a yeah, misattribution. Yeah, no. No, basically, it was a, I think it was a famous Jewish game. But everyone was like, oh, I don't really fancy that. It's, and probably, then, it's probably just a dreidel or something. And Jesus went, mate, no, here's have a look. The, here's the good news. Here's the dragon of doom. <laughs> is that one of the big him. cards? Yes, one of the big cards. That the, was his favourite. Is that one like printed that, on A3? Yeah, basically, like, that was that was Christ's Expelliarmus. You know, uh, the one his, thing. He defaulted to it. Yeah, his blue eyes, white <laughs> dragon, literally. And what, like, he didn't he, have yeah. it in Gethsemane or? He'd like forgotten it that day. Yeah, he didn't. Why well, he didn't? You know, you don't can't bring it everywhere. He didn't want to lose it. Garden you don't want to. You don't want to lose it in Gethsemane. Do you? That's fair. Yeah, but it kind of came out to bite him with the whole "here's some gold, kiss him on the head" thing. It it wasn't good. It wasn't a great day. He didn't tell me that, but what he did tell me was that he's taken every one of these cards and battled them all by a community vote in order to find the best one. And I was like, "So which one is it?" And he was like. Well, we don't know yet. It's apparently going to take years to do because they have like a vote every day or every two right. minutes or something. And it's going to take, it's like those things of when you shuffle a deck of cards, there are more permutations than atoms yeah. in the universe. It's like that, but that's 
it's going to take until heat death to find out. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Why? Let me know. Like, <laughs> Send me a yeah, text. Yeah, I literally did. I was like, <laughs> if I give you my username, will you just tell me what it is? Like, I don't want to know any of the preceding stuff. And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, so do you have any idea what it's going to be? And he was like, well, probably one of the good ones. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, probably it will yeah. be. But he said it very earnestly and he was like really earnest about it. It's a shame it's not like a bigger subreddit because then it would, you know, have that same effect that we've spoken about with their um, uh, April Fool's things Mm. where you'd get like huge factions developing to like make the worst card in the game, like the top rated. Yeah, I think they're moderating against any kind of outside influence. It sounded very scientific. Yeah. So that was good. Um, I was talking to him and this guy just sort of, you know, when uh, you smell blood in the water, you know, when you're a shark and there's that scent of blood and you're like... When I'm a shark. Yeah, yeah. When you're a shark and there's blood and you're right. like, that's an easy kill. Third Tuesdays of the month. Already bleeding. Go. I'm going to swim over and bite its head off. It's mm. the smell of weakness. And I always find that the smell of weakness in a social situation is when a sole person approaches a group to try oh, and segue the in. poor fuckers. So I instantly felt a responsibility to... Uh, shun this idiot <laughs> no not really I was, going, hey guys look at this loner coming to the group i was actually nice and i was like oh hi mate how are you doing and he was like hi i'm steve i was like nice to meet you steve but i was the guy was like in the flow of this story like where he was telling me about like how it was all working how it was going to pan out what the games mm-hmm. were what the expectations were like how the community was forming around it so I never got back to talking to Steve. I just sort of like welcomed him in to the circle. Like I stepped aside a bit like, oh yeah, how are you doing, Steve? Back to this guy. Because it's horrible, isn't it? That moment in conversation where like someone's trying to tell a story to a group and the group is like their attention is diverted elsewhere. And then and they you end don't up know, telling it to no one. Yeah, you don't know whether to like keep talking. To trail off trail off hold back what you've got wait. to do the power play is just scream your story as loud as possible go oh, oh, excuse me Ladies i was talking gentlemen. don't worry about this yeah um i always the fire try. alarm can wait <laughs> i always try to like catch that person's eye contact and you turn into like a pantomime of mm-hmm. yeah oh wow good, good story pal <laughs> even if you don't even know what they're saying no. so i was keen to ensure that this guy's name I can't remember I think his username had the word fish and the word rage in it so it was obviously a problem very angry fish yeah I was keen to ensure that he didn't feel like I was shunning him for just the new escape from this very niche conversation right so I was like anyway you were saying and he carried on for longer than expected detailing the ins and outs by which time this other guy had you know he'd, he'd moved on right it wasn't for a good hour that I found out that that was millionaire CEO of Reddit, Steve Huffman, who founded the company in his college store, uh, went on to, you know, sell it to Y Combinator, I think, for a good amount of money. Condé Nast, he left the company, then came back, you'll remember, after all the Alan Power stuff, and is now running it in, you know, one of its most financially successful periods ever, only to then be ignored and snubbed by Isaac on a By you. (laughs) Which I think is probably a career highlight for Steve. Yeah, yeah, loved it. So that was good. I mean, it's always good. My friend Chris, who I went to uni with, you went to our uni as well, so it's fair to say that you went to uni with him as well. I did indeed. I lived with him in first year, and we had a... Com, a concept I suppose maybe a theory on social dynamics which was whenever we were going into a room with new people the goal was right so we'll go in 
will get on top of everyone. And what that means is not as problematic as it sounds because we're not clambering up the giant giant boy in the corner. What it is is like assert some kind of social dominance, usually through some kind of like witticism or, you know, if there's someone punching above their weight in terms of status you've got to bring yeah. it down a bit and in so doing level the balance it's not even about bringing yourself up it's and you're about, saying that's what you did to millionaire steve yeah by accident though so you're so good you what, don't even have to try yeah, you it was a power it. play yeah. but i didn't plan and he grew to respect me for it so that was good here are some other things that happened i met uh someone called i can't remember what her name was she works for reddit but her username is something like scrugs not drugs and I overheard, the only reason I started speaking to her, because there were like 20 people, like right. she was just kind of mingling, going around groups of people. And a question that kept being asked was, what, what's a scrug? And she had this stock phrase that was, a scrug is a guy who ain't going to get no love from me. And she'd say it really awkwardly, like kind of down facing, like it was a real burden that she ever mm. had to explain. And I just wanted to know what that was about. Well, it's... A scrub is a guy that can't get no, no scrub from me. Yeah, a I know. Scrug. Yeah, well, that's probably just her joke, isn't it? Why? Doesn't make any sense. Well, probably because scrub is something she doesn't want to to say what it is. So she's come up with this distraction. Well, I don't like that, and I wanted to get to the heart. Either of that, that or hope, her off the boat, or hopefully, yeah, it's just what she first thought the lyric was. <laughs> I don't want no scrugs. No scrugs. A scrug is a guy that can't get no love from that me. That is nice. Scrugging at the passenger side of his best friend Scrug. Uh, his best friend <laughs> Trying to scruggle at me. This needs to be edited Trying out in a big way. Scruggle. Scruggle is like struggling and screaming at the yeah. same time. <laughs> that powerful right, scruggle. <laughs> he was struggling away over the basement. I mean, I had to shoot him. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was neck. really, it was, uh, it was a kindness yeah, that, that put I, him out. The, the scruggling bastard. Here are some other things that happened. I met a woman and it was a common kind of you conversation made that sound like tactic. No, what? what? <laughs> like a romance. Like a marriage. Yeah. yeah. We've, I met a woman uh, and... <laughs> we've, we're to be married, yes. We've sailed off. <laughs> Betrothed. Yeah. Um, she was possibly the oldest person there, um, she, but only like 50 maybe, 55. And the opening conversation gambit that everyone had used on me was, so what? Like, what do you moderate? What's your involvement? So I opted for the same. I was quite drunk at this point. So I was running on autopilot. But I was immediately snapped out of that when she said, oh, you know, our Ebola. (laughs) (laughs) But so I was instantly hooked by that. What a great, what a great insight already. And through a long conversation, she told me that she's a professor of anthropology who specializes. Her work is in the dissemination of medical information during crises. Oh, right. And how the internet can be used to facilitate, like, spreading awareness, both of, like, what's causing an illness, what to avoid, where hotspots are. Hotspot probably being too positive a word for Ebola. It's an Ebola hotspot. Get over there, boys. Um, Organs falling out of everyone. But, yeah, she was just telling me about all this research that they do using reddit and so she had set it up i think obviously during the ebola outbreak or taken it over i think she had to like request it from someone who's just using it for memes which is a bit of a shame (laughs) just like ebola based internet memes um and her team had studied how you know what was effective yeah what had been proven to work in order to prepare like 
information packs for governments and organizations of how they can most effectively stop people from dying of these illnesses that are quite preventable if you know what to do. And apparently it's very successful, but it was a shame <laughs> that on the same boat. Sorry, I, I just decided to have a quick check on our boat. Let's oh, yeah, see how big on? it is. 8,329 subscribers. Uh-huh. Well, I but, guess a lot of them are dying. But the app, like, as you may well know, does this thing where it automatically, if it's the first time you go to a subreddit, uh-huh. has a little slider at the top, which is just labelled best of Arabola. <laughs> just me Here's some real, some real highlights else. from Arabola. And the first one's like, Ebola, like, toll hits 12 million or something stupid. <laughs> I found myself at the front of that boat watching the flag as we sailed under the tower bridge and uh, the sun started to set. And as I gazed back over my shoulder, I saw the Arabola lady that I'd been talking to having a chat with someone who I found out was a mod of dank memes. And I thought, <laughs> the internet is wild. They probably like were the people running Arabola before. <laughs> yeah. That's why they knew each other. But where... Would those people's lives intersect? Never. Yeah, they wouldn't. And that's the power of community. That's what I was saying about the um, the World Cup coverage. Uh That my favourite thing is like just the punditry that goes on in the studios in between games because it's the only time in the world that you'll get Roy Keane, Martin O'Neill, and Patrice Evra just having a chat about stuff, having having a a laugh, to and fro. Mm. So yeah, it was good. I later, when there was kind of an after party, the boat bit ended and everyone went to a pub nearby, which was like, it had been opened the day before or something. So it was outstandingly nice. And they were doing reduced drinks, which is a good soft launch tactic. It was, in fact, the Brewdog Bar. Oh, was it? Which is what you've got there. Obviously, listeners wouldn't have known that. No, they wouldn't have. That's why I vocalised that thought for you. And later on, when I've been drinking a lot and some people have been buying me free drinks, I got talking to someone who mods juggling. He's telling me all about what juggling used to be like. It was wild in the 80s, apparently. (laughs) Crazy. Why? Oh, God, I can't even begin to get into it. It was a baffling affair. There was someone who... It was a bit weird. It was like everyone was kind of a UN envoy for exactly the thing that they were involved with. So, like, the juggling guy just told me about juggling. And there was a guy who was in charge of the Apple Watch subreddit who just talked about Apple Watches, which is quite funny to, like, be a part of, to see that he's like, oh, you're exactly the person that you would expect then. Yeah. Um, we Did you talk exclusively about Sondheim? Oh, God, I didn't shut the fuck up about him. <laughs> a regular yeah. Thursday night out. Everyone for you, loves then. him <laughs> now, I think. Um, I got talking to Steve, who I'd previously snubbed. Oh, I missed the bit where he came off the very last thing that happened on the boat was someone drunkenly noticed this weird wooden frame it was about six foot tall had like pegs in it it looked like a kind of madman's drying rack for laundry yeah like you just sort of throw a scarf at it and hope for the best and people were kind of like moving it around on the open deck of the boat and someone was like, oh, I know what that is. It's for Limbo. And someone was like, oh, Limbo. Yeah, let's do that. Imagining that it must be fun, which of course it's not. It's not. No. And uh, this old Reddit boy just walked up to it, threw the whole fucking thing into the Thames. <laughs> he was like, I'm not having any of it. He didn't want any Limbo There will be no ship. Limbo. <laughs> yeah, which I can respect. That was a kind of yeah. counter power play that, you know, is appreciated um, even if it does come secondarily to my earlier and better one. Later on, I got talking to him again and the conversation somehow segued into 
tax law <laughs> and he intimated that they were planning to like offshore a lot of their operations so i accidentally ranted at him for quite a long time about why that shouldn't happen and why it would be like much better to be an ethical company which he got quite annoyed at but not at me as much as at san francisco as a as a kind of constitutional yeah. body where apparently they're charging him a lot of tax to run his very very famous and successful internet company yeah. it doesn't make as much money as you'd think <laughs> so that was also fun we ended the night by going to a third place where there were only about five people left one of them who'd flown over from berlin just for this event Mad. imagine that he was very friendly. Flown from Berlin to go on a boat. That's mad, isn't it? Because they've got boats there, don't they? Yeah, they? loads of they've them. They've got their own river. They've probably got loads. Yeah, I reckon if he wanted to, he could go on up to three boats in a night. But he'd flown all the way to London to see me, I think. see you, yeah. And that was really nice of him. And my main... He runs the Andrew Lloyd Webber subreddit and he's there <laughs> he for a fight. <laughs> yeah, I wondered why I'd catch on a poor rat poison into my beer and mouth. <laughs> really lost subtlety towards the end of the night. It was, there. you know, cut out the middleman. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Why be a vehicle when you can just be a conduit to death? Wow. <clears throat> um, they sent me a survey afterwards. That was, well, not really a survey, just like a feedback thing about, like, oh, what was it like? How was it meeting people? I was like, yeah, it was great. Like, Do you enjoy boats? Yeah. What was the sea like? You know, the river sea. And I was like, it was on top form. Full and it of was, It was very sunny and very, like, perfect weather for mm. it. Um, and one of the questions was like, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the event? your favorite food life or anything else so i was like i'm gonna do all four and i wrote them a lovely long piece um about how what it made me think about and i think it's something we could all reflect on not just us the hosts but also maybe the listeners as well um it made me reflect on how some people uh, are really into stuff now some of that stuff is what you might in an objective sense call dross bullshit that's the one sometimes ridiculous yep like our friend who is a historical reenactor dressing up as the the roman past for a reason that i could not begin to understand and the temptation i think in this cynical age i know you just changed your twitter handle but the cynicism i know remains is to you know point laugh yeah uh and you said we should do more what i'm saying is it was refreshing to be amongst a group of people who are all so into things in a really like unabashed heart on the sleeve manner where they're just like, yeah, I've built a whole identity around this. So what? Like I enjoy it. This is what I'm going for. You don't have to like it, but I can tell you about it. If I'm, you do. I'm happy to be called the Apple Watch guy. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's all I know him as. Never learned his name. <laughs> there was a person from the Movie Details subreddit, which anyone who, uh, who's, I told you this already, but yeah. when they introduced themselves, I was like, I love learning that one fact about Megamind seven times a day. You know, Steve Buscemi. Go on. You, you know, and you know 9 11. Um. Oh yeah, the, you'd think not. It's not a movie, though. You, no, you'd think no connection, right? Well, of course, turns out he was there, and he trained as a volunteer firefighter. Far, so he just turned up, and he was like, "No cameras." That's the kind of fact that you can only learn a thousand times a month. Yeah, on Reddit. Yeah, but I thought it's nice, and it would be nice to applaud sincerity more in our day to day lives. And I think it's there are two approaches because. At once, there's a lot to ridicule in content that people no, produce. Like, 
a, a real lot. lot. Yeah, if you've heard our latest quickfire show, you'll know that ghosts and bread are amongst <laughs> a real smorgasbord of errors mm. that people make. And there's that side of it. But I think at, at its core, we should let people be who they want. Well, I've always found that I, it doesn't really matter to me what someone's interest is. If they're really interested in it, and can articulate that. I, I find that really interesting anyway. Uh-huh. Like, I, I just think that there is something quite heartwarming, but also just quite fascinating about hearing someone who knows everything about One a tiny topic thing. and is able to, like I say, get that, like, convey that, yeah. communicate that successfully. I don't like people who really like something but have no ability to communicate any of what's interesting about it. Like what? Like our friend who does historical reenactment. Oh, I see. <laughs> like what? Like what? I've no yeah, but one. Maybe is... he's just really like embarrassed about what he really loves, and he should be because it's fucking drivel. <laughs> oh. No, I'm going to my my commitment is to be more inclusive of people's interests. Well, that's really going to damage the brand of the show. If you think it's me changing my Twitter name is, I think the interest is, is brand. Damaging. I think we can separate art from artist, right? And go after the ball, not the man. So you want to criticise Hamilton, not Lin-Manuel? No, he's a clear exception to the rule. <laughs> Someone said the exception that proves the rule. Because my objection to him is him. Right. Not his art, which is, you know, is all right. It's not, it's not good. It's not bad. It's fine. So that's, yeah, that's the distinction. It was less even about just their interests, but also I've always kind of, uh, well, less so now, I suppose, because when... Your child, you have to interact with more people on a daily basis. Like you're in a year group of a million people. There are all sorts of different. We don't have quite the clique structure. It's of a big school, school. that's Seven Oaks. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Seven Oaks was huge, but my secondary school was not very big. So you did kind of know everyone in your year. Yeah. Um, and I've always floated between groups. I never was with like one group of people who all wanted to do one thing. And it the kind of common denominator experience at least when we were teenagers, early teenagers, was you don't want to talk too much about internet stuff because it's a bit weird. And that has really broken down in a big way in our lifetime. Like we've lived through the the idea of being a geek as being something you would pick on people for now being like celebrated in and parodies. Like, you know, it hits the mainstream when the best-selling sitcom of the last decade or something is just like geek porn. Yeah. Which is a shame, but it shows that there's been a huge transition. So I've always felt kind of uncomfortable about talking about things that are a bit off kilter and I never really bring them up like internet things. Even now, less than having all those skins. Yeah. Or having all my, like my skin, skin selection workshop as I call it. Mm. But I think we should all commit to be... The original name of Build-A-Bear that the skin didn't can... test well. <laughs> the, the Bear Skin Selection Workshop. Yeah. That would be a horrid scream of a place to visit. What about when you go there and you have to put a heart inside the bear? Isn't that your favourite bit? Have you done Build-A-Bear Workshop? I, no, I haven't done it, but I've been in and around and had a look. That makes it sound... I, I refuse to pay to be in there, but I, I did have to know quite how it all happened. It's horrible because it's Very. you can put your own voice inside the bear as well, and apparently it's quite common to put a dying voice in it so that once a person's dead, they live on in a bear. Like your granddad's measuring no, yeah. tape. Yeah, of course, he was ahead of the time. He was the original builder bear. Shout into a tape workshop. <laughs> Shout into tools.org. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
So yeah, anyway, that's my my thoughts on the topic. Aww. It was quite a positive takeaway. That is a positive, and it was takeaway. a really good night. It was good fun. There were weird people, but there were also some very normal people. Right, and it was just it was refreshing to see that it's kind of a mix, and that it's not the one note. Everyone fedora wearing alt right horrids no. that you might expect. I also met Shitty Watercolor, who is an oh, alumni yeah. of our university. If you don't know him, he God, does he's shitty the kind watercolors. of modern. Quentin Blake, who's yeah. not dead. Very, very good art he does. He does do good art. And got him to agree, in principle at least, to doing something for us. Uh, an oh, original TS artwork down the line. So I'm going to get in touch about that. Mm. That was good. End of story. Wow. Well, well, thank you. One more. There it was. Now I'm satisfied. <sighs> Heartwarming stuff, hey? That is good. Yeah. I was pleased about the whole thing. Well done. I think I'd go again. Um, you said as well to me pre-show, mm. before these guys could hear. Oh, the, the listeners? Yeah. I forgot they were there even. Yeah. Um, that you went to quite a weird gig. Oh, yeah. As well. With our friend Joe off of episode... Six. Good. Do you just have a little book of all the ones that we ever talk about in your head? Yeah, basically. If I asked you, like, what happens on a particular episode, would you have any idea? <sighs> no, not really a clue. Six. Well, that one was to joke yes. that. <laughs> oh, 10 out of 10. Yeah. One out of one, mate. It scales out, basically. Yeah, basically. So. Yeah, Dan and I were going to go and see Tang of the Bangers, who are the best band there is at the moment, who are performing in a weird kind of last-minute gig that was announced about 10 minutes before it was going to happen. It was like a week ago or something, I saw it. And Dan's bought tickets for, very kindly organised, a night out. Doors at 7. I thought that didn't sound like they'd be on for a while yeah maybe they'd be a support act but it turns out they were actually supposed to be on at seven however due to various errors mostly transport related here are some of them flying out of nice nah why no more planes there so they were very late from france to here then they got to Gatwick. They're like, oh, we're going to get there. Into Gatwick. Yep. Another mistake. Well, Dreadful place. Well, Gatwick Express, that's normally, that's 20 minutes when you're in town. Mm. However, there was someone on the tracks doing what we can only assume to be some uh, geocaching. Okay, yeah, yeah. Having really a little look. To the track. Yeah. Yeah, it's always horrid when they hear, you hear the phrase, there's a, a person on the tracks. It's a really weird, like, euphemism for mm. someone has tried to or most likely succeeded in killing themselves in front of a train yeah. it's weird that we kind of accept that as a bit of language and don't delve into it any further to be like fuck that's horrible I, I was on the motorway today and it was on the M25 where they have the variable speed limit oh yeah and all of the signs suddenly were like 40 yeah so everyone sort of begrudgingly goes down to maybe 65 <laughs> <laughs> until they can see there's a camera but um, it wasn't until a couple of like signs later that there was a reason why, and there was a sign saying reports of pedestrians. And you're like, Well, they're not pedestrians. What are they, what are they so doing much, on the M25? But, yeah. but then what I then enjoy is you're sort of going along at 40, you know, keeping an eye for anything. And then eventually the signs just go, Nah, full speed, like national speed, oh, really? whatever. <laughs> like, and I just don't believe that anyone phoned in and went, No, the pedestrians are gone. <laughs> they just, just got like, to one with like, up on it. Look, that we've given them 10 minutes. If they're not off the <laughs> they road, they're not going to get off the road. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bleak. So, yeah, I didn't expect it to start at seven. 
I didn't expect it to start at 11.30, which is when it did. So we had a lot of I did think you were back late. Yeah, oh God. It was it was a late mm, one. Yeah. Um, it was so late and I was so drunk by the time it finished that I made a really cardinal error of ordering at McDonald's a fillet of fish meal oh. and an extra fillet of fish. <laughs> what was <laughs> I doing? Well, what is that? And I ate them both, let me tell oh, you. Oh God. They are a, just a series of rectangular Isaac, errors. you'd have been better... Eating meat for the know, first time. I know. Over God years now, I think. Yeah. Apart from that time I ate half chicken nugget and then cried about it on the bus. <laughs> and I, was, I was really, really drunk and it made me snap. Oh, no. Because I'd seen a, a video, like some vegan group on Twitter had oh, shared yeah. of, you know how when chicks... Chicks are the, the grinder. Yeah, chicks all getting shredded grinder, up yeah. because they're boy chicks and therefore yeah. not boy chick in the, <laughs> like, Soviet sense. <laughs> boy chick in the sense of a male shreddable entity yeah. that has no value in its mm. produce. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I've eaten one of those chicks. And I felt bad about it. Oh, um, poor boy. So, yeah, I thought, when I'm drunk, my as far as I push my vegetarian slash veganism is, I'll eat a fillet of fish, apparently. <laughs> seems God, to be the vibe at the moment. It was really sad. I didn't feel good about it. Not just a fillet of fish. Two. Two. I don't know why no one on the tube stopped me because if I saw a drunk man, <laughs> I'd have devoured it out of your hands. I'd say, "This is for if your I'd own good." There, that would have been the end of the <laughs> union. <laughs> They're so sad. I'm, my greatest error was taking the time to just lift no, up. No, the top why did bun. you lift the bun? Oh, it's a sad, sad of carnival it of is. a failure under there. It's a fillet of fish. It's a small dab of sort of gone off tasting sauce yeah. that has unidentifiable. Green it's flex. as close as yeah. Well, it's as close as they can get to tartar, isn't it? But what? Oh god. Well, anyway, that's that's where the night ends. So let's dial it back a bit. Okay. We had several several hours. I was going to say, what kind of absolute travesty? Yeah. Could have put you in a state to order two. Oh god. That's like a, a cry for help. No, it was actually it was all it was born on uh, a kind of giddy wave of I'm going to do I can do anything. I'll have two fillets of fish. Oh. This yeah. guy's a maniac. Because it was a, it was an interesting night. We spent the first few hours killing time. Originally, we got there, tried to fight. It was a very weird place. It was in a hotel. Yeah. It turned out to be this kind of, it looked like it solely existed to be a place where you'd film the scene of like a rock star waking up to find that the prostitute you'd ordered had uh, died of uh, yeah. a coke overdose or something. Yeah. Which is very difficult. It's quite a specific... Well, it was all Aesthetic like big for. black doors Good. and like lots of glass yeah. and weird flower arrangements that sort of looked like food Hannibal would serve. It was kind of very stylish. It had a rooftop pool that we later tried to break oh. into. That sort of vibe. So we got there. We were like, is the gig here? Because this is a hotel lobby. And they were like, oh, no, it's around the corner. Another part of the building, but a different part. We went to the second bit. It was like, is the gig here? They were like, oh, no, it's a, a different bit. So we were already sent to like three different places. And the the bit it turned out to be was like a members only bar that looked when we eventually got there quite Twin Peaksy. It had this like black and white checkerboard chessboard floor and too many disco balls uh, too close to each other, no. but with no clear motivation well, with no or arrangement. Yeah, <laughs> just in the pitch dark. Black it was. So we got there. We were like, "Oh, is the gig now?" And he was like, "Yeah, no, no. They oh. they should be here for nine. Not very apologetic. Not that I cared that much. No. But so we were sent away. We went to watch the football in a pub, uh, sort of, not really watching it, in which we had a couple of beers. And then there was a table next to us of like four people. 
who were there for maybe 45 minutes, drank each of them exact, like exactly two thirds of a pint and then left. So they left a pint and a third left and Dan's just poured it into one big thing. Yep. Finished it off. Why not? Why not? Go indeed? for it. That's three pints. That's, that's actually, I respect that so much more than your fillet of fish. Well, that's fair enough. Your fillet of fish is disgusting. I paid for it. That's the, oh, that's the real dance. God's sake. Yeah. I'll pay for both of them, lest we forget. Would you eat a fillet of fish that you found that someone left? If someone left, <laughs> if four people left, a quarter of a fillet of fish left, I'd yeah. burn them all <laughs> with white-hot fury. Um, that's free drink number one of the night, was Dan's mind-sweeping this, you know, very mm. acceptable bit of theft. Um, we went from there back to the place, and they were like, oh, no, no, they're not there yet. Come back at, I can't even remember, like 10? or like 10.30 or something. It was a while. So we walked, we kind of wandered around. We didn't want to go back to the same place just because it was a bit a bit dull to go back. Yeah. We were trying to find somewhere cheaper as well. And we found this pub. Like we walked down a street that slowly degraded into, like, in my mind, that sepia daytime TV filter of Coronation Street. Yeah. It, like, everything became weird green tiles, like the 60s was back. And there was a pub there that, considering the football had only been over for maybe half an hour there's all like the punditry still on they, they draw it out for a while oh yeah um, they were playing an episode of EastEnders from no joke 1998 there were characters in it who I know are dead not only in the show but in but real in real life, life. <laughs> and, and a while ago so that was odd and inside was this weird like it looked like a set you might make for Abigail's party like everything was slightly faded and odd we went in there, ordered two drinks. She handed us the card reader and it said £100. <laughs> we were like, okay. And Dan's very quick thinking. We, we sort of had a synergistic moment of a plan forming. Dan's cancelled it, wrote a pound in, and I immediately started distracting the bar, the bar person with conversation about EastEnders. My opening gambit was, is that like, it's like an old episode of EastEnders or something. And she was like, what? This pub? <laughs> well, no, I don't mean this pub. What <laughs> I mean the old thing episode of EastEnders yeah, on the television. On a giant screen four feet away from you. Um, and we distracted her sufficiently that we then ended up with two 50p pints, which was nice. really good. She got the receipt out and we made I made sure to like maintain eye contact and chat throughout so that she like handed yeah. it in and we left. By left, I mean we walked eight feet outside. A guy came up to us. Oh, there were some people trying to have a race in the street, which was very unfortunate. Just running. Just running, but like they were trying so hard and they were adults. There's no excuse, oh, is it? And they were both so flat-footed that it sounded like that penguin from Toy Story 2 trying to fucking oh, jog God, his way out of his Really upsetting. So that was a lot of bullshit. It happened once and then it happened again. Oh, a, good. A just in case. I think it was like winner stays on. Yeah. I don't know what they were up to, but it was a real shame. Um, this guy came up to us with a girl and was like, I can't remember. One of them was like, do you want to hear his impression of someone from Love Island? <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Love Island in my life. But I was like, yeah, go for it. And he did an impression that, I mean, could have been great. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but what a weird opening gambit. That's that so good, yeah. It's like, well, well done, I guess, yeah. maybe. So that was nice. And then we went back. And uh, now in the kind of lobby area were more people than there had been. So this was a good sign. Event when we first went, there was like one other person. 
which gave the impression that it was going to be a gig of like four of us max. Yeah. But now there were maybe five other people milling around. Uh, the guy who we'd spoken to before, who had a really nice hat, who'd sent us away, mm-hmm. and a woman behind a kind of, oh, it was really weird. It looked like a cloakroom, but it had one barber's chair in the center of the room. And like no other don't ever sit in that Todd chair. Vector. Yeah, so I avoided that like the plague. The Todd Vector is a failed sci-fi from the seventies <laughs> <laughs> after the Twilight Zone. Yeah, you've heard of the Twilight Zone. Welcome to the Todd the Vector. Vector. Is it presented by and written by a man called Todd who's trying to be like Todd, Todd Sterling? Sterling. <laughs> Todd Sterling. Wow, that's a shame. Um, I asked the woman like. Oh, the, we could hear, overhear a chat between her and this blonde woman who had mm-hmm. a very particular look about her that you'll it will click into place when I imitate her voice momentarily. She had been chatting about like what what time the band are getting there. She's like, oh, and, the, and oh, and the train as well. That's a shame. And the woman was like, I know what's it like. It's crazy this time. <laughs> She was a blonde, probably about a hundred years old, but had had so much surgery that she looked like 28, but with that kind of very fixed face that was just like so intense. To if look one at. sinew falls out of place, the whole thing unravels. If a wayward like hair just falls out of a bird's back, you know, those hairy birds, <laughs> and trickles down through the park. We are. Water off a hairy Ooh. bird's back. And it just landed tip side into her cheek. She would, you know, when you let go of a balloon, it goes, deflate right back to LA. Turns out she's the manager of the band. No. Yes, she's the band's manager. And I'd passed over, I'd kind of thrown the ball over to her quite quickly because I'd heard them chatting. So I started asking the person who worked there and then was like, well, but maybe you'd know more because it sounds like you've you've got some insider information. And she was like, they're trying their best. They're going to get there as fast as they can. We're, we're all very sorry about it. There's a lot of hope. Something like There's that. a lot of hope. <laughs> and then instantly and kind of, I don't know, I was a bit drunk, so I don't know if I'd pressed the issue or if I'd come across as quite forthright. But she called over this like idiot and I, we'll find out why we don't like him. Uh, she called him over and was like, take these two, two gentlemen downstairs, get them a drink, put it on Holly's tab. It's like, Holly, this is, this is a real gesture. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. And I was very nice to her. And this guy kind of already, I could tell that he resented having to do this. Maybe he was like the manager or something, Yeah, <laughs> but he had to lead us into a lift, take us all the way downstairs through a member's bar, which was full of other mad things, into this checked room, which was totally empty and kept at like refrigerator levels of cool with just loads of bar staff who went the door... Directly opened. beneath the Todd Vector chair. That was it, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, no coincidence, is it? It's probably holding in yeah. all kinds of demons. All the bar staff like looked very suddenly when the door opened because they'd all been caught standing around doing nothing. Not that there was anyone to serve. I kind of threw it over to Dan. So I don't have many drinking preferences no. when I'm already drunk. I don't have any really when I'm not drunk no. other than I'll have the cheapest beer. Mm. But when I am drunk, it's anything goes. Like I'll try a bit of anything that isn't aniseed related. <sighs> aniseed adjacent drinks deserve their Horrid. own special place in hell, of course. Mm. So we just asked, we got two Peronis. A Peroni is, you know, it's one of the more expensive standard yeah. bottles that they have. And when we ordered them, this guy next to us who'd realised that was like, oh, Peronis. And we're like, what, what do you mean? 
Joe. We knew his name was Joe. What do you mean, Joe? And he's like, well, if Universal Records were buying me drinks, I'd have gone for at least an agroni. So I, come on, Joe. We don't want to push our luck here. We're just grateful for the Peronis. We're grateful for being your horrid fridge bar. Yeah, so I didn't like him one bit. But what it did mean was that for the whole rest of the night, we went up to that bar. Uh, I think, I don't know if Dan's did it, but uh, he tried a lot later after the gig had ended and was shut down. But every time I went to get a drink, I affected an American accent, asked with a kind of cocky, no time for your, no time for this chat attitude for the drinks and said, yeah, put it on Holly's tab. And they were like, right away, right away, sir. Because Universal, obviously, they've got yeah. they've got a lot of cash, I hear. Yeah, they're, they're one of know, the they've got, record They've labels. got quite a, a, a bit. So that yeah. was good. We got loads of free drinks out of that. And oh. not just, oh, as soon as we got those Peronis the first time as well, just to kind of throw it in Joe's stupid, yeah. ugly, bespectacled freak face. You ordered an Negroni and threw it on the floor. Smashed it in his face. <laughs> Glass the idiot. <laughs> no, we got some chucked in some tequilas. And the barman was initially hesitant. Oh, God. So it was like, yeah, why not? So that was good. Um while we were in kind of waiting, when it became clear that the gig was going to start at some point soon, and we were standing like near the door to be let in, a door we'd already been privileged enough to breach yes. and feel the, the sheer volumes of ice that were pounding through its halls. Um, and a woman sort of was standing nearby. She was probably about 50, maybe like late 40s, early 50s. And she was wearing sparkly gold shoes. Good. A floor length golden kind of bejeweled very intricately designed kimono sort of cape thing uh well which well no more i don't quite mean kimono but i don't mean more cape kimono but more cape than kimono it's like a a phrase isn't that such a thing cape with sleeves i reckon there's a a slanket that was (laughs) it worn the other way around (laughs) yeah she was camping and a giant you know those resin things you see in museums where they capture a butterfly and stick it yeah. there for all eternity? A giant one of those on a necklace, like oh, right. a kind Good. of mayoral symbol of wow. authority. Over bugs everywhere. So I thought, you're clearly mad, but entertainingly mad. And so I just, just to kind of make conversation, was like, I'm a big fan of your shoes. She came over and we spoke for the next 40 minutes in which the conversation got so emotional that I, for the first time in my life, I think just hugged someone out, out of life. I just felt like I have to hug this woman. And just fucked off because it became, it became too much to handle. In this 40 minutes, she related one of the most sort of tragic, uplifting stories. It was like reading a BuzzFeed article, but like injected straight into your oh, veins, God. which is a theme in the story, in fact. Oh, because good. the long and short of it is, uh, she had, she opened by telling me that she designed this, kimono thing herself and mm-hmm. made it as far and as you I didn't know. ask her what it was well no I, I she called it a kimono but i just i don't know i don't I, think it was i'm not quite sure i think she was wrong i bet she probably does know that doesn't she if she yeah, made probably so many yeah. of them. and she told me that she'd made one for tank who is the lead singer yes. of tank and the bangers as you might guess and gestured to a bag and she'd like been talking to her on instagram was going to give it to her as a present if we cut to afterwards tank posted pictures of her and this woman backstage. It was like, this is one of the greatest gifts I've ever been given. And it was amazing. It's like, it looks yeah. like a, like a, an insect. It's all shimmery and oh, scales. Wow. It's beautiful. I'll show you a picture. Um, but back we go to my experience where she began to tell me about why she'd started designing these things. 
And the long and short of it is that she, her adult daughter turned 27 and her boyfriend and her killed themselves quite recently, as far as I know. And she discovered that this daughter who was autistic, and I'm not quite sure why that was relevant. Maybe the uh, idea was that... Makes it sadder. Well, yeah, I guess it does. But also I think she was alluding to like difficulty in communication while she was alive. Mm. Um, She found that she'd been writing all these songs and had written like quite a lot of music. And the woman was like, and some of it was quite good, which I thought was a very nice, like <laughs> honest, but yeah. sad, realistic thing to say about it. Like it was not rose tinted. Yeah. Um, and so th- she's kind of devoted her life now to getting some of this music produced. And she's found musicians, she's found like producers, and she's telling me about all these like things that she's working on to try and, channel a creative force that she thinks her daughter has like given to her mm. in, through her death basically that's fucking heavy that is conversation quite heavy. Getting into anyway john peroni we know yeah. it, like, hey <laughs> we Molly, know a tab you let's can get pop the tab on. going Polly, it was so sorry um so she was telling me all of this stuff and it was yeah it was quite intense the whole story but in a kind of i think it was it would have been less sad if she'd just been really sad about it what was painful and what the great acting lesson is is that no one cares as much when you're crying it's when you're trying not to cry Mm. that it's like that it's when it gets you that's what's most relatable and she was someone who'd clearly like been through a horrific loss and had come to terms to it come to terms with it in her day-to-day life and she got so far through this story without with all, all of it being quite matter of fact and then there was just a moment where she was telling me about an element I think of the design or a, a something particular from one of these tracks and she just did this little sigh that was just like the what it was like the sigh at the end of Inside Out when Riley is yeah. reunited with her parents there was just so much in it it was it was really moving it was nice to talk to her um so that was very strange to go from the giddiness of this one pound pints and of yeah. stealing drinks from Universal Records all night to meeting this person and hearing about all that we after the gig they arrived eventually she just like bowled through the crowd which is great she's about five foot Mm. but like just confidently strolled through like oh hi we're gonna go and set up they took about 10 minutes to sound check they're on stage for about 25 seconds (laughs) they did maybe five songs and to be fair all of them were great and all of them quite long songs yeah and they had to be i spoke to one of the guys in the band afterwards who was just like walking through the bar just like walks past was like yeah. oh it's you and shook his hand and was like you're great uh like where are you playing next he was like we're up at six back to in fly this. to dublin at six oh. a.m so they had five hours on the ground in london or something like that something mental dreadful dan and i went off to explore other places in the hotel and surrounding areas and found all manner of problems we'd heard tell of this rooftop pool that was on the sixth floor and we were determined to kind of break our way up there having already explored the floor just above and like opened doors and found a big staff closet and a corridor leading to nowhere that was protected by like a very large code reader thing so we were sure there were secrets there definitely definite crimes the rooftop pool secret was that it was shut but that we, did, we did manage to find it and that was quite difficult because we had to go up a fire escape and stuff. So right. that was more a challenge than you'd expect. Um, another secret was that we saw these people emerging from one of the rooms 
and it looked like a portrait of decadence would lay within. We could hear like through the muffled, like the yeah. party music playing. And these people came out very glamorously dressed and you just caught a glimpse of like a Gatsby-esque hedonistic brawl. So we were like, well, we've got a game there, of course. And our play was to, to be looking for Sandra. <laughs> and we thought if we just knock on the door, uh, say oh is Sandra in <laughs> and then go in that yeah. would work it was opened by a sort of stocky but no nonsense Eastern European chap whose immediate opening gambit was do we have a problem <laughs> so you thought okay well <laughs> let's dial back on I'll tell you what the problem that. is mate we're <laughs> looking for Sandra <laughs> in there him straight out Sandra Slav <laughs> it, it looked like some sort of very expensive wedding party just littered with drugs yeah um, so we didn't end up getting in there either and we weren't put off by this and we went on to explore all areas of the hotel as much as we could and eventually um, I don't know why we decided to call it now. It was probably when hunger calls and the fillet of fish is up there on the Screaming golden hill. Screaming to hear the siren song of the fillet of fish. They love a scream, don't they, the fish? Little known fact, they're the biggest screamers in the ocean. Yeah, the you, you, they actually, you, you hear it from everywhere. It's what makes waves, yeah. I was amazed when I learned that. People are like, oh, that was a weird whale song. You're like, that's a fucking that's angry tuna. Tuna at once. <laughs> um, but eventually we left and... I, yeah, I was quite drunk at this point and we were near where Dan lives. So he, I don't think he had to get the tube at all. We we're near Liverpool Street Station. Right. I thought I had to go to Moorgate, which it turns out was shut. And I navigated, I was so impressed because my phone, as we know, dies within one mm. second at the moment. Navigated all the way there in a very circuitous manner, only to find that it's one of the places where the night tube isn't. So that was a shame. Mm. But I became a kind of shepherd to a whole group of people who were, seemingly just followed me assuming I knew where I was going because I had a very purposeful stride mm. um, who were all looking for McDonald's first and station second that and is the order of priority they were singing three lines on a shirt but here's the thing only that lyric three lines on a shirt three lines on a shirt three lines on a shirt there were about 20 people just singing that for oh, 10 minutes while I tried to navigate us back to Liverpool Street where I eventually parted ways with all of the horrid idiots and, and tubed my way back home fill it a fish yourself into the next into a deep life. and an everlasting regret <laughs> so the moral there is obviously uh, Holly's tab get on board get with on that. board that uh, kimonos they're cool and it was, again, it was a nice sort of heartwarming moment talking to that woman. And she follows me on Instagram now. So oh, that's good. Nice. We've made a connection. Yeah. We we should go there and like just random days and ask to put things on Holly's tab on the off chance. That, yeah, that it just that reopens. Records is there, yeah. Who knows? Imagine, oh, we haven't got a Holly's tab. Uh, what tabs do you? <laughs> <laughs> They'll never see it coming. Any, any that perfect sound cry. like Holly? Uh, we got Billy. <laughs> Billy's tab. Yeah, that's what it was. Billy's when tab. I call her Billy. <laughs> yeah. Or the other way round, whichever yeah, of those oh, means yeah. a free booze. <laughs> um, and of course, the most prominent lesson from the night is just say no, brackets, to the fillet of fish. Fillet of fish. <laughs> and there we have it. That's two stories. Two. Now that two the fillet of fish. is just the word two, I'm oh, afraid. Wow, yeah, there's no call. But I was making a joke because you got two of them. Oh. Uh, 
keep searching mine mine fits better is what you're saying we've had an email watch as i find it right live on the mic on studies in fulcrum i noted says toby he didn't even bother to say hello and that stings because you know it's fine to be familiar but we haven't seen him in a while yeah and i'd want at least a kind of he keeps saying he's got all this big news but he can't tell me what it is over the phone like some sort of cold war spy oh no what's happened to (laughs) i don't know apparently it's good news it's a trap question good news trap i noted that you did not mention anyone's theories as to the nature of fulcrum and so thought i'd throw my hat into the ring and of course the reason we didn't mention any is because uh it defies explanation. Yeah, we don't know. So, Toby seems to hit on the head in this email the things that we had considered. Yeah. Number one, you're unwittingly participating in a long-term Japanese prank show. And the connection for me to the lift plays into that because yeah. we've all seen that great video of a little Japanese ghost girl appearing in the lift. Oh, the one where if it happened to me, I'd kick her to death instantly. Well, it startles me to this day that she's not dead yeah. as a result of that prank. And also that anyone put her in that position where surely... 40% conservatively of people, their reaction would be start to swinging, simply attack, start punching this. I, like the doors would open, the lights would come on. She'd clearly be bleeding all over the place. They could not stop. There'd be like a camera it. there and a guy going, it's a prank. It was a prank. And you'd be, ah, it's a fucking ghost is what it is. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, and this is where I'd put my money. Fulcrum is some sort of supernatural being draining you of your life force and preparing to wear your skin mm. that's not what i'm into though you are into wearing you just said you have I'm a not skin into him wearing my skin oh i see for me. It's, it's all one way with you <laughs> number three take take and take. i think he's being cynical here and i think this is probably you know how you end with like yeah they end the 10 o'clock news with and then a chicken escaped and it's yeah. a bit lighthearted. i think that's what he's going for Number three, you two, unsociable, and then he said an awful swear word, beginning with arse, that I'm not going to repeat, have met multiple of your neighbours and just assume it's the same guy, you idiots. What have you got to say to that idea? Uh, well, that's unfathomable. Yeah, it's beyond a joke that you yeah. even suggested. I, I mean, though these people do look different, we I, it's it's wrong to say we've met any of them because yeah. i don't i've never ever been introduced and the nail in the coffin of that theory is that if that were the case meeting each one for the first time shouldn't allow them access to the hive mind fulcrum memory bank no where they know who we are no details of our lives and can react accordingly so toby enough Take with the cynicism that if you can learn anything from my reddit boat it's don't limbo and be less cynical mm. i think that's all for this episode sounds good to me yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a very anecdote based again. it's a million degrees in this room and we've got all manner of ways to get in touch how how would you do it well personally i i'd probably though i think he um didn't exploit the medium to its full potential i think toby milestones king knocked it on the head yeah email send oh, us an you can also basically send us a, a weird email but without having to do any of the email bit because i i mean i, I i'd understand i fucking hate email it's not worth interfacing with on a, no. on a daily basis no. uh you can get in touch via the contact form on the website yes. shame.city slash contact if you've got some short form thoughts which sounds like an insult, then you can get in touch on Twitter. Mm. That's the 280 character mob. For now? Yeah. 560 by the end of the year. Can't wait. What's the bet? 
at That's a Shame cast for the show, mm. at Isaac BD for Isaac, and at DE Delane for me. Good. Uh, you could leave us a review. Oh, we haven't done one of those in a while. Shame.city slash review or reviews. Yeah. Whichever the world you is your oyster. I think that, um, not that you need another job for the website, but I think you should make slash review or reviews oh, one as well. Yeah. That's a, like a good little a Easter good egg. Little, yeah, that we've told everyone about. Yes, the best sort. Yeah. <laughs> Publicly Because everyone know. gets an Easter egg. Yeah, that is good. Um, and of course, uh, if you have but a dollar a penny... Anything to throw From our just way. just 25 cents an episode. That's mad. That, that, I'd, I'd say we're worth that. I think, you know, 25 cents. What can you buy with it these days? A Freddo? Probably no, not, actually. No. That's sickening that a little mm. chocolate frog, and not even the magic kind. More than a quarter. Cost. Oh, that's repulsive. What you could and buy, though, is a um, candy cigarettes. Candy cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Because kind of you do those. Uh, or... A dib dab, but not from everywhere. No, yeah. only good places. Yeah, only like a about. corner shop. Yeah, um, and we've we've been putting out some content on the old Patreon. Yeah, you'll get immediate access to quick fire shames from just fifty cents an episode. That's great, and that's something that money can't, but in this case, can buy. Buy. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's all of the rest. Me bomb. Oh yeah. Word me. of mouth is best of mouth. Tell a friend. Yeah. Tell a foe. Yeah, why not? Why not bridge that gap between friend and foe with by extending the podcast hand of us? Yeah, I think go mm. for it, guys. I think that's Let good. us know how it goes, of course. Until episode 95, which brings us startlingly close to that great big milestone that is 100. I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. We'll see you on Wednesday for such a serious episode. You won't know where to look. Jingles aplenty. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Your worries and your strife 
between the fair necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the fair necessities of life Wherever I wander Necessities of life will come to you. 